Hello as people. Welcome to the Talks by SPU Gamesi. Season 3 episode 2. Come back again with me, Nadif, and me, Ray, as the host in this episode, and we are here with an interesting topic to discuss. Alright, so in this episode, there will be a really special guest. Yes, that is very true. He is Kak Muhammad Riyandi. He graduated from Institute Technology Bandung as a Bachelor of Science in Engineering Physics in 2014, then continued his studies at Universitas Gajah Mada. In 2018, he graduated as a Master of Engineering in Mechanical Engineering. He was a Facility Engineer in Process Safety Management in Chevron, Indonesia from September 2018 to August 2021. And now, he is a Field Engineer in Process Safety Management in PT Pertamina Hulurokan. He had a lot of experience in process safety in petroleum industries. Alright, so once again, please welcome Kak Riyandi to this podcast. Hello Kak Riyandi, how is your day and Hello. life updated? Hello Ray, hello. Um, um, wait, I cannot I cannot see your, your name. Nadif yeah. Kak. Nadif, okay. Sorry Nadif. <laughs> yeah, hello Nadif, hello Ray. Uh, it's, it's great to be here. Uh, hopefully uh, uh, we could talk about uh, interesting topics regarding uh, the petroleum industry. All right, thank you so much also Kariandi for sparing your time and coming to our podcast. So as as uh, Mr. Riandi said before in this podcast we're going to have some chit chat and discussion about process safety in petroleum industry. So Kariandi, I bet all the listeners here are already curious about this topic. Could you give us a brief explanation about process safety in petroleum industries? Well, process safety, uh, it, it's, it's actually process safety management um, hmm. and it's not only uh, implemented in, uh, in, in the petroleum industry, but in a high risk industry because um, this specific uh, subject of uh, safety concerns with safeguarding the process, uh, safeguarding means putting a protection Uh, for the process so that uh, the inherent risk and hazards uh, of the process will not uh, materialize into severe consequences. So for instance, um, uh, you guys are from uh, mechanical, chemical engineering. Yeah, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's suppose that we have a, a gas uh, processing facility. Um, <clears throat> that uh, we operate. Inherently, um, gas has this property that um, it it fill up space, and if it uh, if it exe- if it uh, exceedingly uh, fill the space up, uh, the pressure will go up, and if the material is not um, powerful enough to Uh, contain all the pressures, it will blow up, and that could cause uh, severe consequences, right? So, um, yeah. so um, as a process safety uh, engineer, we are tasked to uh, to design a protection system 
uh, for our facility so that it wouldn't blow up or um, yeah because blow when it blows up it just it it just doesn't uh, what is it um, create shards of um, sharp objects because of the materials um, popping up but also releases a uh, toxic uh, not toxic a uh, flammable uh, gas to the environment and it could be easily ignited if there are um, ignition source um, present in the facility yeah, maybe someone smoking or uh, there are there is a automobile some automobile somewhere or uh, there are flares or any kind any kind of uh, open source flame that could just uh, ignite the flammable gas and boom um, news of explosion anywhere <laughs> that's gonna be bad right so um, that brings us to the first phase of uh, what process safety engineers do which is uh, identifying um, the potential risk hazards and consequence and then uh, designing a protection system so uh, for instance with our uh, example of gas facility we would have uh, some kind of uh, overpressure protection uh, that could uh, shut down the facility if overpressure happened I and mean, shut, shutting down meaning that it closes the feed uh, the the input for the facility so there are, there are no more gas flowing to the facility uh, releasing uh, the excess gas um, safely so that uh, the the operation the facility operation could go back to normal and uh, in in um, applying uh, process safety management we actually have uh, a standards uh, industrial standards we could use uh, what it what's called uh, OSHA OSHA is uh, occupational safety and health uh, administration that's from the US uh, they have um, uh, a guidance uh, called the process safety management of highly hazardous chemical standards uh, uh, that we could refer to uh, for uh, guidance in developing a process safety management program in our uh, facility and then we have the uh, CCPS um, this is a branch of uh, IK, uh, the American Institute of Chemical Engineering, uh, Central Center for uh, Process Chemical Process Safety. Uh, they have what what's called a risk-based process safety um, management system, uh, which comprises of four pillars and uh, twenty elements. Uh, we could about that much later you guys are uh, uh, curious about it but um, uh, bottom line is that uh, process safety is a very critical component in uh, ensuring that we 
operate uh, safely and reliably in the high-risk industry. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's it. Uh, Oh, that's, wow. that's, a, that's, a, that's a brief overview of uh, what is process safety. Oh, wow. Okay. So summing up from your explanation, like to prevent explosion and to identify potential risks and hazard, I actually quite familiar with the terms of it since I'm mm-hmm. a chemical engineering student, mm-hmm. but I still don't know how does process safety in many companies in Indonesia works. Can you give us explanation about it? Like how to implement it in Indonesia, especially in petroleum industry companies? Well, as, as I mentioned before, uh, we have guidance from uh, CCPS and um, OSHA for uh, this, the the comp the components and the programs, the procedures to implement the process safety. So, um, um, I don't know about other companies because uh, I've been only in two. Uh, but uh, what I can say is that um, we uh, follow the industrial standards. Um, since um, the companies that I work for uh, are based in the US, we use the CCPS uh, as basis, uh, the risk-based process safety management system. Um, and um, it consisted of, of four uh, foundation blocks. The four foundation blocks are uh, committed to process safety, uh, understanding uh, hazards and risk, managing risk, and learning from experience. Uh, all these uh, foundation pillars, um, I, I, I have been uh, explaining before to you uh, on how it was implemented. For example, let, let's, let, let's, take, uh, let's take the example of the gas processing system again. So, Committing to process safety, uh, this is the most fundamental uh, aspect if we want to uh, implement process safety in our in our organization, because uh, the <clears throat> committing to process safety means that um, we have we are uh, conscious and we are aware of how process safety is important uh, for our organization. And this is backed by uh, management and higher stakeholder uh, support for uh, process safety uh, related matters. Because sometimes if we see it uh, purely on business standpoint, a safety is is uh, usually uh, concealed as a cost only. I mean, like, <clears throat> how often do you hear uh, things blow up, the gas plant blows up? Maybe one in 50 years, one in 20 years, uh, which is uh, quite a, a small uh, possibility that the, the possibility is quite small. However, if, however, to safeguard, to put uh, the the full uh, protection system for it, that could cost 
uh, quite a quite a huge amount of money. However, once things blows up, <laughs> that uh, small that huge amount of money that we thought uh, invested into the into protecting the process, uh, if it if it's not there, then the damage is way way more costly because it just doesn't involve money but it also involves uh, people's life uh, damages to the environment a reputation issue uh, and all uh, the worst things that you could think of uh, lawsuits yeah things get ugly so this is the first and the foremost uh, pillars, the, the basics that we need to have is uh, authentically commit to process safety. Once we have that, um, then uh, it goes to the second pillars, which is um, understanding the hazard and risk. So um, looking at the gas plant again, yeah, we shall identify understanding hazards and risks uh, includes identifying like meticulously identifying what are the hazards and what consequence it could bring and what's the prob probability that it could occur so that we could um, we could calculate uh, the risk of it ever happening and the more we understand about the, the, the hazards and the risks, and the more we can be confident uh, on um, mitigating and managing those risks, which bring us to the, the next pillars. Uh, and uh, here, in managing this risk, uh, this, this, actually, this is actually the the mo what what uh, this is actually uh, what we process safety engineers work on most because here is where we uh, use our uh, engineering skills uh, to safeguard the process. Um, there are a lot of there are many kinds of safeguards. Uh, the the most uh, effective where, where its effectiveness can be um, can be uh, assessed using the hierarchy of control uh, hierarchy of control is this uh, tools that we use to um, to design uh, a process uh, so that it has uh, the the what is it so that the risk that it has is uh, as low as reasonably uh, applicable uh, or we call uh, not not applicable as low as reasonable reasonably uh, practic practicable and I. Uh, if I'm not, it's, uh, it's the acronym is ALARP. 
there are uh, six uh, layers of the hierarchy of control. The highest is elimination. I mean, like physically remove the hazard, and then uh, substitution, which is uh, replacing the hazard. So um, from a higher uh, consequence hazard to lower consequence hazard by doing some kind of engineering. And then engineering control, uh, putting uh, equipment, control system, etc. to um, to lower the risk. And then administrative control. This is a changing this is uh, regulating how people work with the hazard, uh, putting operating procedures and then uh, other uh, other kind of uh, work, uh, safe work practices, um, managing contracts, giving them uh, uh, trainings and all. Um, and then last, but not least, uh, this is the least uh, effective, uh, which is uh, protecting the people by um, asking them to wear protective equipment, uh, like hard hats, uh, coveralls, uh, safety glasses and all. So, uh, yeah, this is, this is actually the result that we that we work on most because uh, that's what we usually do. We uh, create and validate uh, operating procedures. We evaluate safe work practices. Uh, <clears throat> we train people uh, to understand about the process, but the, ha the hazard, the risk. We uh, conduct uh, uh, risk evaluation uh, workshops. Uh, we design um, control system or we uh, improve a control system, existing control system design. We uh, implement management of change whenever there are changes in our facilities and all. Um, that's our day-to-day -day, uh, work uh, as process safety engineer. However, uh, as much as we try to uh, safeguard the process. Yeah, sometimes uh, bad things ha happen. Uh, therefore, to continuously improve uh, ourselves, uh, continuously improve our facility, yeah, we learn from this experience. Uh, this is by conducting incident investigation and then audit and find lessons learned that we could uh, implement to make our uh, process uh, safer in the future. Okay, that was a long explanation. I hope <laughs> that uh, you guys understand what I'm saying. Did you? Oh, uh, or, or, or is there is there any question that that you would uh, want to ask uh, about my explanation? Yeah, that's quite interesting, uh, Kak Ariandi. Actually, like, uh, it's new insight for me. So, uh, if I can sum up a little bit, uh, mostly process engineers use guide guidance from CCPS as a basis that consists of four pillars, which uh, are committing to process safety, understanding the hazard and also the risk, and also managing the risk. And 
you always you you also said about uh, six hierarchy of control. If I'm not mistaken, like yes. remove the hazard, sub, sub substitution, engineering control, administrative control, and protecting people by asking them uh, wear like protective equipment. Mm-hmm. Like I'm curious about your perspective and also your point of view. Like personally, um, as from your experience, maybe like mm-hmm. how important the process safety is. Um, uh, I know like you already mentioned about like the important it is, but maybe personally from your point of view, is there any um, something that you want to tell like how important it is? Oh, it's, it's really important. Uh, <laughs> if you uh, if you uh, read the news for the past uh, two to three years, you could see that uh, Pertamina is Um, experiencing multiple refinery fires, right? There's fires at Balongan, <laughs> fires at uh, Balikpapan, <laughs> and preventing fire is one of the key um, purpose. One of the key purpose in uh, process safety management, as I as I had mentioned. Uh, during the overview, we want to prevent um, uh, what is it? A process hazard from materializing into a consequence. And um, for the case of refinery, it has this uh, inherent hazard uh, of flammable gas and liquid. Right? Fuel is highly flammable. Therefore. Uh, It is really important that we put as much. Uh, okay, back. Uh, let's go back before putting uh, more uh, safeguards. It is important for us to identify uh, meticulously, uh, as comprehensively as possible, what are the risk of our facility. That's by knowing what hazards are there, the probability that uh, it could uh, turn into severe consequences. That's the first and most important step that that's governed by process safety management. That's that's how important it is. Then uh, after that, yeah, we we could uh, evaluate. Uh, our system, whether it has uh, enough layer of safeguards to make those risks as low as reasonably practiced. So it's really, really important. And um, yeah, I could say that uh, here we still need to uh, do, we have we still have a lot of homework regarding uh, process safety management uh, implementation. Therefore, yeah, I really do hope that in the future, uh, that's one of the key area that uh, we will need to work on, especially uh, with uh, sustainability uh, being one of the hot topics of the the century. Uh, you know, the G20. B20 is all talking about sustainability and uh, process safety is part of sustainability. 
a sustainable operation, sustainable business is a business that is uh, low risk and reliable. And that could be achieved by implementing process safety, the right process safety management process in the business. I guess that's that's my point of view uh, about how important is process safety management to be implemented in high risk industry, not just uh, petroleum industry, but uh, petrochemical and other chemical industry, uh, mining, um, what else? Uh, electric power, um, nuclear, and all those other um, uh, industries that have uh, that has a possibility of uh, creating catastrophic uh, consequences if things go wrong. Okay, I totally agree with the explanation that you that you tell because uh, yeah, safety is really important, especially me myself in daily life in campus. We do a lot of activities like practicum too, and it is not as big as industry industries, but we still have to require safety. So yeah, everywhere like we we really need safety, right? Okay, so. Um, maybe I will be to the next question. Uh, so uh, we can conclude that without process safety, there are several fatal probabilities that lead to industry's failure. So considering the fact that process safety is very fundamental to industries, how can process safety in a company, especially in the petrol industry, reduce the possibility of risk factor can happen? So how do we reduce the risk, right? So risk is actually um, a function of uh, consequence, consequence of a hazard, uh, and it's a probability. Uh, we use, to, to simplify how we uh, assess the risk, we usually use a risk matrix. Uh, the X axis is a probability, the Y axis is the severity of the consequence. And um, we, can, we cannot control the severity of the consequence because that's, that's law of nature at work, right? Um, for instance, like if, if something burns and uh, we let it burn as it is. Uh, yeah, the severity that could impact uh, people. Let's say the the burning, uh, the fire contact with people. Yeah, what happens to people's skin and everything is natural process, right? However, we could decrease the probability by uh, adding more safeguards. So this is where we uh, do the controlling of the risk is by reducing the probability by, uh, by introducing uh, safeguards. Um, usually, yeah, we refer to the hierarchy of control, uh, which the most an um, ideal situation is we could eliminate the hazard or substitute the hazard. 
However, in most cases, uh, those two are not applicable. Therefore, we focus more on the engineering control uh, for fire case. So, what makes a fire? Fire, fire can only happen if uh, the three components of fire are fulfilled, uh, which is uh, a fuel, igniter, and oxygen. Oxygen is everywhere, so uh, that's the the most difficult to eliminate. Uh, we could use, uh, we could isolate the, not isolate, we could decrease the content of the oxygen by using uh, inert gas or uh, ha a halogen gas. Uh, but it's not the the most preferred uh, controls. Therefore, there are two other uh, component of fire that we could control. First is igniter, then uh, fuel. Igniter, yeah, we could eliminate the igniter presence, or we could um, put the igniter. Uh, as far away as possible from the uh, fuel source. That that could be done. Therefore, um, um, one other thing that we could we should control is the fuel. And in petroleum industry, it's abundant. It's everywhere. Gas is fuel. Crude oil is fuel. Condensate is fuel. So we focus on making these fuels um, these fuels to be contained in its prime in, in its in its container as much as possible. Um, the container could be pipeline. It could be the vessels. Uh, and other equipment where uh, it's supposed to be there. How do we contain, how do we uh, ensure it is still contained there? Yeah, with all other, with, with a lot of things. Um, uh, one of the most um, effective ways by uh, ensuring the asset integrity, the integrity of the what is it? The equipment where it was stored, <clears throat> the integrity of the pipe, and the integrity of the uh, vessel. Integrity meaning that it does not have uh, any mechanical uh, what is defect that could make the gas leak or the uh, fluid leak. That's by doing inspection, uh, repairs, uh, replacement of equipment if, if it's if it's really required, uh, and or if it if if it if the equipment is contained in a if the if the fluid is in liquid phase and it's contained in a tank. Yeah, we could use some kind of a level control system to make sure that it doesn't uh, flow out. It's not uh, 
having overflows. Um, yeah, that's how we reduce risk by putting more safeguards. The more safeguards that we have, the more layers of safeguards that we have, um, the less likely um, that the consequence uh, materialize. So thus reducing the risk. All right. So yeah, uh, actually, process engineers uh, reducing the risk by introducing the safeguard, isn't it? So yeah, that's actually a new insight for me and also maybe the for the listeners. And you also mentioned that working in the petroleum industries also have a high risk uh, of failure or maybe explosion since we working with the substances that maybe flammable or maybe cause fire. And mm-hmm. I'm really curious about hierarchy of control that you mentioned before, which mm-hmm. uh, protecting people by safety equipment. I'm curious about what kind of equipment that oftenly used um, uh, by the employee by the employee in petroleum industry. Like how well does the equipment, those equipment, uh, protect the employee? And is there any kind of like penalty if the employee doesn't obey the safety procedure? Oh, okay. So we are talking about the lowest, <laughs> the lowest rank yeah. of control, which is the protective uh, personal equipment, yeah, the PPE, uh, in the Indonesian APD, yeah, alat pelindung diri. <clears throat> so um, uh, the the standard PPE is hard hat, um, the helmet, yeah, I mean the helmet, then the safety glasses. Um, Coveralls, coveralls are these. Uh, we call it FRC, a flame retardant clothing, because uh, when it when exposed to flame, it burns uh, slower than a regular fabric. And then uh, safety shoes, uh, safety gloves, and uh, since it's still in COVID season, yeah. Uh, face mask yeah. those are the standard uh, PPE that uh, we would use and in a high noise area uh, we usually use um, earmuffs or earplug uh, and for several um, other activities uh, yeah, we could use a more protective or uh, equipment like a face shield if you are doing welding um, with uh, a flame proof uh, apron uh, or uh, electrically um, insulated uh, clothing if you are working with uh, electrical power, live electrical power. And yeah, to reinforce uh, discipline uh unfortunately yeah, we have to to uh to put on what is it um disciplinary actions or penalties to those who don't obey but this is solely to uh, build the culture of uh wearing those uh, equipment and protecting the people because uh, at times 
uh, it's not really comfortable wearing all those uh, protective equipment, especially when the weather is so hot. Uh, uh, yeah, it could get uh, really uncomfortable. However, if we if you're not using it, then we are exposing our life to the risk, to the hazards. Um, so yeah, uh, to to protect the people and to uh, build and sustain the culture, yeah, we have to put disciplinary action if people don't get. Oh, okay, so there is the standard called PPE, right? And uh, actually, that is really in- interesting because that means employee safety and comfort are granted, so they can actually focus on their job on their job, even though it is quite hot, but and uncomfortable. But safety is number one, right? So, uh, yeah, they can focus on their job without worrying about the fatal probabilities. And regarding to that guaranteed safety there must be listeners who are curious and interested in this job field uh, doing the work at Pertamina Hulurokan so uh, can undergraduate students do internship at Pertamina Hulurokan like oh, and, of course yeah and if we can can you share how to apply for an internship and what are the requirements for it well uh, we usually post about uh, internship opportunities in our uh, official uh, social media page uh, so you could uh, follow uh, Pertamina Hulorokan on LinkedIn, on uh, Instagram or uh, what else, Facebook and um, the, the requirement uh, where to send the, those requirements are usually listed there So yeah, I really do hope if you if you're if you are interested in uh, having internships or uh, doing your research here in Pertamina Hurokan, uh, you could um, follow our uh, official uh, social media accounts and uh, look for the updates. I mean, uh, look for the uh, announcement uh, about. those opportunities. I had just uh, completed um, being a mentor to a uh, university student. I believe they're from SPE too, but uh, from other university, uh, taking uh, a topic of uh, process safety management. And uh, I was assigned to be the mentor. And uh, previously, last year is also uh, mentor a student um, on a process safety management related topic so yeah feel free to follow the official uh, social media account for Pertamina Hulorokan for uh, more information and if you're interested in uh, process safety management topics uh, you could hit me up on uh, LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever <laughs> uh, Uh, to ask for uh, what is it to ask me as your mentor if my leader approve yeah uh, I'm I'm more than willing I'm more than happy uh, to mentor you guys 
Wow, that's such a great news for us. <laughs> Uh, because it's such a big opportunity for undergraduate students who have passion for working in process safety management. And maybe all the listeners here are curious about um, how to pursue or um, prepare the internship and also prepare working in petroleum industry. So is there any specific skill or advice that maybe you would uh, deliver to for the undergraduate student in preparing uh, to pursue a career in petroleum industry, especially uh, for becoming a process safety engineer? Okay. Well, uh, the most important thing is always master the basics. I cannot stress that enough Yeah, Always start by mastering the basics. Uh, the unless unless you want to work for uh, academia yeah, um, usually what we encounter in day-to-day operations are related to the basics and so if you don't uh, master the basics then you'll have a really hard time uh, performing as an engineer in general not just in process safety i've been I've been in several uh, positions before. Uh, I've been a reliability engineer. I've been a project engineer. Uh, I've done um, digital oil field uh, application, um, and all of those. If if I could take um, what is it? If I could take um, similarities between all those uh, works that I've been doing, yeah. Always master the basics. So don't skip up on those um, uh, basic uh, process engineering courses. Uh, don't skip up on uh, those um, calculus uh, course. Because even though it it's it's not uh, directly. You're, you're not directly applying it, the concepts still uh, help you in uh, doing your job. And then uh, always, always explore um, and have uh, experience um, working together in a team through, you could do, you could do anything, yeah, you could, you could do uh, organizations, uh, you could uh, do uh, team, uh, what is it, uh, going to competitions in a team because when you're working, yeah, you don't work alone, you work with a team. So the experience, the, what is it, um, the skills of uh, working together, willing to work together, willing to work in a team, that would uh, take you a long way wherever you work. And uh, last but not least, this is a, a best practice, yeah. Uh, since uh, that I have been uh, planning to work for the, in the, the, for the petroleum industry uh, since I was in high school. So uh, that's, <laughs> that's like uh, seven years of preparation for me to get into um, the petroleum industry. What I learned is that uh, networking is, is really, really important because by networking, you get uh, insights that uh, not many people would um, 
with get and also um, uh, try to find your niche um, field in the petroleum engineering in the petroleum industry that you would uh, really want to uh, work on and build uh, your skills around it. For my case, uh, I'm really uh, interested to be a digital oil field engineer. Therefore, I built my skills around uh, digital instrumentation um, and then um, SCADA system, I mean like a remote remote uh, monitoring system, uh, telecommunication system, uh, control system, and most recently uh, AI, uh, IoT, data science, all those buzzwords. Uh, those are the things that I have been focusing on since I was in college. And uh, I developed uh, more um, so that I could be a recognized expert in those fields uh, for the petroleum engineers after I'm working. So I hope that could uh, help you guys um, get an opportunity to work in the petroleum uh, industry. As we know, uh, right now is the best uh, time to work for the petroleum industry. Uh, oil, oil price is um, at its best. For the last, uh, I don't know, for the last uh, nine years, um, the world is recovering from COVID, meaning that uh, demands for uh, energy will rise as the economy rises. So uh, there will be no shortage of jobs for us who work in the energy industry, be it in the uh, renewables or the petroleum and uh, all the all those the non-renewable energy uh, sources and uh, up until now even though all all people are talking about renewable energy uh, we cannot we cannot just uh, let go of our dependencies on oil because let's face it that's the that's the most uh, efficient energy source and uh, it's it is it has a very high level of support uh, for the infrastructure to utilize it uh, than the traditional uh, than the the renewables energy out there right let's just compare for for to, to, to see the scale of the problem let's just compare how many uh, how many electric cars are in the in the road versus the conventional internal combustion engine or the uh, vehicle out there the difference is very very significant and where that that yeah that's not going to change uh, significantly early so yeah wow uh, yeah that was such a very inspiring advice and so invite insightful uh, i really agree about mastering in basics and try to experience work in a team so that we can improve our skill to work in a team right and 
also I can summing up from your from your explanation that uh, don't forget to prepare and plan ourselves what are we gonna do next in the future so that uh, we can improve our networking and focus on improving skill that are required for our future job so for all listeners you guys can implement the advice and insight that are given by Kak Riandi because that was so cool and so insightful um, so uh, we've been talking about the overview of process safety and how it is implemented in companies Now we want to ask a very special last question about your career as a field engineering in the safety process. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the most unforgettable work experience to you? The most unforgettable work experience to me along my career. Well, uh, there are a lot. <laughs> uh, okay. The most unforgettable experience for me is that um, I'm proud to be part of the history uh, of the legacy uh, in implementing digital oil field in Indonesia. If you've seen uh, the news about the IODSG in uh, Wekarokan, uh, the Integrated Optimization Decision Support Center where we apply uh, digital technologies um, and cutting-edge uh, technologies on um, AI, uh, data science. Um, I was part of the building blocks that leads to the IODSG. I've, I've created Um, I've been involved in creating uh, workflows on um, installing the required sensors, uh, selecting uh, applications, building dashboards, building uh, databases that could support uh, what to, that could support the IODSG. that you see now. So that's what that's one of my main uh, uh, unforgettable experience that I'm really proud of uh, because uh, not many are fortunate enough to have those experience. Um, so when you're, you're when you're talking uh, digital oil field with me, yeah, I could I could really uh, talk a lot talk talk a lot about it. Uh, than most people who are just uh, understanding all the jargons. I know all the nuts and bolts in the process uh, and I was fortunate that um, the digital advisors for IODSG is also my direct mentor and I've been uh, getting uh, a lot of insights and uh, opportunities to develop more of myself, to contribute more uh, through uh, implementing um, fit for purpose, uh, cutting edge uh, technology, uh, digital technology. I've been using drones, I've been using uh, computer vision, developing uh, the, the application from scratch. So yeah. 
you can also uh, regard me as a digital engineer uh, in spite of my um, uh, field engineer process safety title because uh, 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 I've been uh, all my career I've been doing a lot of uh, digital uh, work and also uh, currently I'm uh, supporting uh, the power generation team um, power generation although it's not uh, visible I mean like um, you don't really see uh, um, how it how it uh, supports is actually a critical uh, supporting uh, architecture uh, to deliver um, our production uh, safely and reliably because without the power system yeah all of those equipment are are not powered we cannot get oil from the ground we cannot drill um, and we cannot uh, do uh, the processing um, operation uh, as it should be and I'm I'm working with the power generation team in uh, identifying risk, mitigating those risks, and delivering a safe and reliable power system to all of our operation. So those are the things that I'm really proud of that, that, that I won't forget for the rest of my life uh, on uh, working as a field engineer uh, in the petroleum industry. Uh. Such a role model, Kak. <laughs> Hearing your experience working in digital oil field and also process safety management actually makes me personally and maybe uh, listeners interested working in petroleum industries. We hope we can be as hard worker as you and we hope that we can also get the experience as cool as yours. Okay, oh, I'm, sure, since... <laughs> I'm sure that you guys, you guys could do better than me. Uh, I'm, I'm really impressed with uh, how kids nowadays are... Um, are conscious about developing themselves um, in and out of uh, college and yeah that's that's inspirational yeah I'm wishing you guys all the best okay thank you so much Ka. You so since much, it Ka. was yeah since it was um, the last question we would like to say a warmest thank you to Kariandi for sharing your experience and perspective and also have a little bit discussion about process safety management I learned a lot today through your experience that you have shared and uh, we hope our listeners will also learn something special about process safety that we have already discussed okay yeah it really is yeah okay sorry no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, it really is an honor for us to have you here, actually. I really wish you success in your further career. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, hopefully, uh, I could see some of you here uh, having internship. I guess I guess you guys are still in uh, second year, still the third year. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I hope to see you guys here uh, having internship with us, uh, so that could that you could learn uh, more about the about what I was talking about, and maybe confirm for yourself uh, how exciting it is to work in the energy industry, especially the petroleum industry nowadays. 
Yeah, it's it's quite exciting. Like say, uh, hearing from your experience, I know it's really exciting, Kak. And thank you so much once again to Kak Riandi for sparing your time and joining us uh, in this episode. Uh, it's really an honor. And also, lastly, for our listeners, don't forget to always look up um, on our next information on our social media. Follow us on Instagram at spugmsc and visit our website on spugmsc.id. Thank you and see you on the next episode of the Talks by SPE UGMSC. Goodbye all. Goodbye.